previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. So as you approach the battlefield, you can see a flash of green light as Zawadski holds up the Diadem Exorius. You can see denizens of demons. Suddenly, Forlyrus lands in front of Prothean. I would like to assault Forlyrus, and I'll get my hammer at a later occasion. Abe, I'm going to shoot him right in the tat. Going to attack with my rapier? Forlyrus is going to teleport 60 feet into the sky. As five Vrock dive bomb at you, you also hear a cry erupt from Taylor as the Vrocks have completely covered her, tumbling through the air, trying to fight them off. She's in danger. Chadley starts scrambling. Tower! And Chadley erupts out into a silver dragon. Prothean, you have a Vrock that has its mangled beak latched into your shoulder. Stab it with my longsword, shanking it in the stomach. Dosh is going to grab Brixius. He's going to cast Dimension Door directly over Forlyrus. You are falling straight down. Brixius has that axe ready to go. And then Forlyrus is going to take a legendary action to teleport oh, down to the ground. Fuck you. <laughs> we'll see ya. Fuck you. So I would see him fall and go, eh, it'll be okay. I want to hit four-wheeler. And he is going to take a legendary action to cast Firestorm. So as I'm still on my way, I am going to chuck the Warhammer at Forlyrus for quick toss, which allows me to use a bonus action to recall the hammer back to my hand. And he's going to use a legendary action to cast (laughs) his whip down. I look at Dalvi and say, get me up there. Dalvia cast Dimension Door, taking Ambionitis straight to Forlyrus. Swing my Warhammer over top and attempt to launch his head out of his ass. I would like to take my Snowfall Shuriken out and shove it into his mouth, and I would like to lean in close and just whisper, Stifa, Dimitop. <laughs> to make the Snowfall Shuriken explode. And then Forlyrus's body explodes, which is 65 damage. <laughs> Damn, I'm <dead>. <laughs> to another episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. All right, nobody answered. Orphan or Hogwarts or Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Why not both? All right, all right. We'll, we'll lead with both. Why did the orphan rob the bank? Because he wanted to feel wanted. Oh all my right, God. That, was, that was weak. That was weak. Let's try again. Ooh. How do you find the gym at Hogwarts? You look for the dumbbell door. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that. I like, I like that, that. too. He's good. good. We've got Brad Richards. Both of those were fucking terrible. Now, let me ask you a question. Why are there only 363 calendar days on an orphan's calendar? <laughs> I, I can see where this is going, but tell me why. Because they don't have a mother or father's day. Oh. <laughs> Matt Smith. So I, I had a question about, uh, so Chadley and Taylor, are they like halflings that can turn into dragons or are they like dragons and they polymorph into halflings or like what, what's their deal? Are they like half, half halfling, half dragon? Wouldn't that be a quarterling? 
I can't tell if this is like stand-up comedy where it's like, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, Boy, are my th- arms tired. <laughs> Chadley and Taylor are both dragons that can transform into halflings. So they're, they're just full, full dragon? Yeah, they're full dragon. <laughs> I full dragon my nuts on Paul's forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a softball pitch for that one, but I'll work with you. Brad Renfro. What do you call it when a short person knows karate? Partial arts. <laughs> Eric Nemeth. I don't have an intro prepared for today. Oh, oh, you don't? Come on, come up with some. Martial arts? I can't think of it. We also have our guests returning for yet another episode. Tyler Vitito. Hey, a man goes to a wizard and says, Can you lift a curse that a priest put on me years ago? Maybe, said the wizard. Can you remember the exact words of the curse? The man replies, I pronounce him man and wife. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wizard jokes. In that case, the spell is MILF's acid arrow. <laughs> Damn. And last but not least, Gene L. Jackson, the second. Thank you, Paul. A cannibal is someone who is fed up with people. <laughs> 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 And you can find all of these jokes on our website. Unfortunately, because we're orphans, it doesn't have a homepage. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. dang. So good. So good. But you know what does have a homepage? Our fifth edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast at www.deathsavingbros.com. I just said it didn't die in a that's hole. That's true. Technically, that's true. Yeah, but we that only have true. one page. <laughs> Are we sponsored by, like, uh, motor oil companies or something? Because that was slick. Die oh. in a hole. <laughs> so, last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast, we were in the middle of battling for Lyris. And at the very end, our heroes triumphed over the demon and... Uh, Slayed the demon that had killed the Hammerbottom family, or rather just the parents, and uh, all sense of sanity in the, in the siblings. <laughs> and then Four Lyris exploded, damaging several of our, of our characters. Let, let's go around the table and figure out where we're sitting hit point-wise before we get started. Um, more than zero. <laughs> Good start. Good start. <laughs> Still I'm conscious. Not, I'm not dead right now. I'm knocked unconscious. Brothian is down. Ooh, heels are down. That's bad. Jeez, that's one down. Well, I have a, a whopping one HP. <laughs> oh, that's Well, that's right. only because I died, but because I'm a half-orc, when I drop to zero, I can come back with one HP. So Hell that's yeah. where we're sitting. Ambionized, where are you sitting? Probably healthier than most. Chipper. <laughs> I'm slightly inconvenienced. <laughs> Got a slight twinge in the knee and that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm at a 56 is what I have written down. Whether that's right or wrong, it's in the ballpark of two. Sounds about right. You guys have been getting slapped around. Hey, hey. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, you yes. say it, though. <laughs> it took like 110 off me. <laughs> God damn. Bob. See, Dosh is at a uh, big old massive uh, negative 35. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, oh. he's doing all right. Is he dead dead? No. I think he has to be 
at negative sixty. You it you have to be your hit point you maximum be, in the negative to, right, be, to outright yeah, die. You have to be double yeah. negative. All right, he's he's good for another uh, twenty nine HPs. And if, if something wants to just keep my viciously attacking his dead body, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Abe wasn't caught in that explosion, but he's he's got his own problems at the moment. <laughs> all right, and then Chadley, you're doing all right, and because uh, you uh, went off to save Taylor. Right, I had a family reunion, uh, saving my older sister, and, uh, I didn't take any, uh, damage in my dragon form, no. I think I took 15 damage from something else, uh, but that was before, uh, the big explosion happened. Yeah, and that's another interesting point, uh, that we had touched on, but Chadley is in fact a dragon, Taylor is a dragon. Hot. Oops, all dragons. <laughs> and Brixius is an orphan. <laughs> and Ambionitis is a bit slow. <laughs> and an orphan. <laughs> and uh, did I mention an orphan? <laughs> um, Jet was also not next to the exploding four Lyris, so and an orphan. He's <laughs> also an orphan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so thankfully, we we won't tell everybody how many hit points you have left, since Jet is still a filthy traitor. It's not fair. And then, uh, how about Gooch? Uh, Gooch has fifty-five HPs left. Oh, you're you're chipper. Man, it's healthy as fuck. Evasion, baby. That's right. I ain't getting touched. Yet. Alright, so let's go ahead and pick up with the battle. What had happened was the uh Forlyris exploded and massive fire and just a maelstrom of fire and gore engulfed you as you were burned and uh maimed and put down, and then all of a sudden, everything goes quiet because this giant explosion has happened and cleared a massive area around you. And that's when you hear sobbing from your right. And you see that Finrail is laying unconscious to your right. Wilhelmina is kneeling next to him, trying to pat out the flames that have taken over his vest and have scorched his crossbow to a crisp. Figus is standing over them, his sword drawn and bloodied, and his face mangled with various cuts. Prothean is lying on the ground. He's barely breathing, and Brixius is barely standing. Over on the other side of the front lines, you can see Sargonis still standing in front of this green wall of energy that looks out onto the hell fields and mountains of flame in the background. As you're looking at it, you realize Sargonis isn't quite so shadowy as he was before. Shadows and flames have started to coalesce into a more solid form, rippling with muscle and growing in size. Oh shit, he's buffering. Still looks like a bitch. Both good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. In this moment of calm, anybody can act in order to do as they wish in order to prepare for the next bout of engagement. In that case, I'd like to kill Sar Sargonis. <laughs> that sounds uh, a good way to prep. I'm happy you're prepping more for More in preparation, like, hey, do you want to drink some potions or something like that? It's a good way to prep is just by eliminating the problem before we get into it, right? So we're able to take a long rest, right? <laughs> Ooh, I can get down for a long rest. I'd like to call timesies. 
<laughs> We're just going to do a hard pause here. Go back to the last checkpoint, but all the bosses are dead when we come back through this time. Is Finrail on fire? Finn! His vest is put out, and Wilhelmina is patting his face, trying to get him to come come back, trying to get him to wake up. Okay. Am I currently on fire? You are not on fire, because your inner holiness has staunched those flames. You're telling me Prothean has staunchy holes? Uh... <laughs> Die in one of those holes. Hey, Ambionitis, aren't you a healer? <laughs> No. It's the power of Tony. I think you have I healing have a abilities. Barbarian. You have healing abilities, though, correct? Brother, you have learned the art of heal. I can do many things. Cure hands is one of them. You can cure hands, but cure what hands. about any other limbs, like any other body parts? <laughs> Just hands. No? Well, Prothean's hands look not great. <laughs> Is it like Far Cry where you take all the damage only to your hands? And you just bend your <laughs> thumb back into place yeah. and you're like, oh, You get shot and you're just like... <laughs> 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 well, assessing the situation. Oh, hold Brothian on. Brothian looks like shit right now. It's Would burning you? hands and cure wounds. One of those was gonna work. <laughs> One was not. <laughs> We're gonna figure out which one. Are you one. telling me you're gonna cure his hands and burn his wounds? He's gonna light <laughs> yes. his hands on fire. Right before salt. Oh. I also have salt. Lay on salt. <laughs> Do you have some lime juice? <laughs> body shots! Just gonna squirt that in there. Someone piss in the belly button. We're doing body shots. I think Chadley would fly in and you would see him in his uh, dragon form. Uh, kind of like uh, watching something prune and then shrink into this tiny little bundle of joy that is, you know, a child. I mean, a halfling. And uh, <laughs> as he stumbles across the ground a little bit near the group, uh, he, you'd hear him go, uh, Guys, uh, we have people down. We need to get them up before that motherfucker comes in. Yeah, we're trying to figure that out. Should we use burning hands or cure on here, cure I, wounds? I know how to get Prothean up. Torm is here. Is he hard? Torm. <laughs> he he looks like he's half mass, but he's still down. Okay, I want to use cure wounds on him. Oh, good, 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 ex nice execution. I was doing. You're terrific. doing terrific. <laughs> Bro, how many HP are you giving me? Oh, fucking no. Enough. Oh, yeah, how does this work? I never use this. Do you have to get so when you roll for cure wounds? I believe it's what. Well, one d eight plus your spellcasting yeah. modifier. Oh, uh, really? I yes. One d four. I was gonna say, depends on what level you're at, but he's only a level one sorcerer, so it's only 1d8, so... Now, which one has eight sides? That's a six, plus what's my spellcasting modifier? Where's my sorcerer? He gets seven. Seven HPs. How you feeling, Eric? Or Prothean? Fuck. Uh, pretty bad. You feel like a, a seven in this world with your seven HPs. Well, what I would like to do is I would like to chug some healing potions. How many, how many healing potions are you going to have, and what type? Well, I have two health potions. I imagine you had prepped us with the minor, so what, 1d4 plus something, or just 1d4 straight up? No, I think I gave you greater healing potions. I just have written down two healing potions, but no, no greater or lesser on you. All right, yeah, two great, yeah, I see great on my character sheet. Uh, what do two great healing potions do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, greater healing potions are... 44 plus 4. Uh, regular is 2d4 plus 2. I was going to say, I'm also going to drink two healing potions. Hell yeah, double fist. Butt chug them. 
who would be the most likely uh, willing candidate for a polymorph if it came down to it? Exactly. What are you trying to do to my body? Uh, have you ever felt the sensation of wanting a to be woman? a woman? No. <laughs> wanting to be a T-Rex on the inside? Yes, because my... Which character could do that? Is that White Jesus? That could be a T-Rex or the Ravager. Yes. He was a damn transformer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I will! Is that Ambionitis I heard that wanted that, or...? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, who would benefit the most by being a T-Rex is the real question. A barbarian T-Rex? Good question. Maybe Jet. Prothean. <laughs> Maybe chill. Sargonis. Yeah, give him little arms. Um, then he can't hold the Diademic Zorius. It's brilliant. I just have two quarter staffs, but they're just, you know. <laughs> they're just fucking nipple tassels. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna pull out uh, what looks like a small statue of a, what looks like a tiny silver dragon, almost like a, a chess piece. And I am gonna start preparing a spell called uh, Contingency. I got 10 minutes, so hopefully we got 10 minutes. We'll see, depending on how long we argue over uh, who wants this. And I'm going to set the trigger for this uh, spell to be when somebody reaches half hit points uh, during this fight. Basically, anytime somebody goes under half hit points with the spell, it'll trigger polymorph. And then you guys, uh, somebody's going to go into a uh, T-Rex form. I just don't know who wants it. Yeah. Say, what about all of us that are already under half hit points going into the fight? That would be problematic. I would have to set it to quarter hit points, which would uh, be even a little bit... You might die, you know, before he had turned uh, bony. Well, or... right now I'm at 183rds. However, I am going to roll for those. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to roll for those uh, health potions. But real quick, in this time, is it enough time to be able to use hit die? Or is that are we not resting long enough to use hit die here? No, not long enough for that. However... Okay, just wanted to double check. While you guys are talking, I'm going to use lay on hands on myself. I'm just polish myself off to the top. Don't off. do that in public. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, egad. That is a very smart move. Josh um, is going to uh, continue to smolder silently. And then, uh, is Abe still getting his, uh, his shit rocked in? <laughs> or has that been... Because last we left Abe, he was uh, paralyzed and possibly also poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He was... Uh, <laughs> He was being fired upon by the Vrocks, but I think I included the those Vrocks in the vicinity or in the radius of the explosion. So those Vrocks are down, and I believe Abe was not. <laughs> Just the Vrocks. <laughs> all right. Wow. armor. Convenient. But yeah, so while all of this is happening, uh, you do actually have 10 minutes because... Uh, this explosion has cleared out all the enemy forces in the area. Your troops are surging forward. And uh, during that time, a magic user from the Arkshine comes over and casts Aura of Vitality, which emanates healing energy in a radius, uh, in a 30 foot radius. And until the spell ends, the aura moves with the person, allowing them to cast. 2d6 hit points. So he's a Lucio. Sure. Nice. This, this sounds like one of them pills. The paladin that comes through from the Arkshine is able to uh, stay there for two rounds and give you some heals. So everybody is allowed to get 4d6 health that is in that area. Oh. 
That includes Dosh. Ooh, I'm at full health. Did I roll for... Wait, is Abe included in this also? Yes, Abe is no longer paralyzed and is able to come over. All right, should I roll for like both of them separately then? Yeah. Can I see if uh, Dick Cheese has any uh, health potions on him? <laughs> is Dick Cheese your first mate? Yeah. Sure, Dick Cheese hands you a greater healing potion. My boy, I dap him up. What kind of potion? Greater healing, so it's 44 plus 4. He hands you Cheddar from under. You guys, I've been rolling quite awfully tonight. This is fun. Still not even up to half HP. All right. Uh, are there any other heals that people want to do? Right. Abe would like to give his 44 health potion to Dosh because since Dosh is his uh, the person who hired him, you know, he has a very, very uh, big interest in keeping him specifically alive. Couldn't you just, like, take Dosh's cold dead signet from his cold dead hand? His signet ring? Take over? I'm the new Dosh. I suppose he could. <laughs> Listen, that's a, I'm the new That's Dosh more of a Dosh though. move, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I don't know. Oh, did anyone heal Finreal? No. <laughs> nah, he, he's toasting. No, fuck the Finreal. <laughs> Finreal is still over on the side. Can Gooch go make a medicine check and try and heal Finreal? Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll me a medicine check. If only we had healers in this group. It's metagamingly. I got this. I got this. Don't worry. Healing is for cowards. Yeah, but do we do we need Finn? A 15. I can cast kill wounds on someone. You can cast it on me if you wish. What's up? I mean, I'll take all the fucking heals you can give. Well, Gooch <laughs> runs over to Finrail, and Wilhelmina is still there holding his body, trying to trying to staunch the blood that's seeping from him. You're not trying hard enough here. Let me do it. And with a 15, you successfully managed to staunch the bleeding, but Finrail is unconscious. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him. All right. And what level are you going to cast Cure Wounds? Uh, level one. Okay, so 1d8. And what's your spellcasting modifier? Three. So Finrail gets five HP. The and... most lawful good I've seen Protheon do in this campaign. <laughs> uh, did you want me to roll for that? Oh, sure. You can go ahead and roll instead. Go ahead. Yeah, what was the number you gave him? Because I just rolled a one. <laughs> uh, I gave him five. I rolled a two. Torm intervenes. Gives him more heals. Or is Fenrir more valuable to motivate us with his tragic death? Dosh says in the background. <laughs> he could still die. He only has five hit points. Like total? Yeah. All right, Dosh walks up and shoots him with a hand crossbow. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Like, oh no, how could Sargonis do this? <laughs> um, so Finrail blinks his eyes and groans and sits up and Wilhelmina throws herself on him and says, Finn, I thought I lost you. Oh, Billy, you ain't lost me yet. Well, we still got a fight to do, ain't we, boys? And he turns to look at all of you. Eh. And cross, bro. <laughs> I walk away and avoid eye contact. Kiss her first. Oh, don't worry. I plan on it. Whoa, and he whoa, sweeps whoa. Wilhelmina into a kiss. Oh, yuck. Right oh. on the push. Oh. Get a room. And then Figus steps over and puts out his arm. Finrail grabs it, and Figus pulls Finrail to his feet. Finn is holding his side, takes out his hand crossbow, and says... All right, boys, 
I think it's time we end this, don't you? Vigus nods and says, I couldn't agree more, sir. I'm ready for crusade. That's the spirit, Prothean. That's the Sir Prothean I fell in love with. What? Oh, I'm sorry, oh, Paul. Oh, the oh, Paul Higgins. Oh, 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 I see. Okay, okay. <laughs> As a mentor and a father figure. Yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, we've seen those videos, too. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to come back to that after this uh, <laughs> dramatic fight. Pause. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sargonis, we need a minute here. Well, there unfortunately is no more time to pause because at that very moment, uh, there is a bugle sound from off in the distance and riding up from behind a ridge to the right of the battlefield you can see Caxius leading an army of thugs and brigands on horseback and carrying clubs and maces bows and arrows and they start charging into the fray Caxius alright you're gonna see like a 12 ounce aluminum can that I'm holding in the air I'm shaking it a little bit I got a T-Rex in a can. Anybody need a T-Rex in a can? <laughs> Reminds me of like Call of Duty Zombies where it's like Juggernaut and you drink it but you turn into a fucking T-Rex. <laughs> it would probably be wasted on me. Gooch steps up to the plate. No. <laughs> yes. I spear Gooch. <laughs> I dodged that shit. Nimbly. Hesitation. Did you? Probably. Did you actually? Yes, he used all of his actions. You think? You think most likely? Is the spear an area of effect attack? <laughs> Does he get a... <laughs> to get evasion on it? Gooch has it. Let's fucking ride. All right. Uh, it may taste like Diet Coke. I'm very sorry for that. And I did shake it, so be careful on it. Diet Coke. <laughs> Pours it out on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Diet Coke's trash. <laughs> he goes to snort it. No, no, no. Not that kind of Coke. Should I drink this it's, now? It's not Coke, it's Schneef. <laughs> Schneef. Yeah, this is it. the diet moon sugar. <laughs> You'll have to... I, there, there is a trigger for it. It's called It's Dino Time. You'll have to say that out loud. It just needs a trigger besides it happening immediately. So I realize I'd rather just have you do it whenever you want. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I don't have to drink it. I just had to say it's Dino Time and then poof. I mean, you can alternatively, uh, have you heard of the famous uh, fighter known as Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. He also <laughs> likes to take these cans and then just spritz it, uh, no, minor illusion on another can, all over his face. It's very wasteful. But... Oh, that looks very nice. Refreshing. Chadley, Chadley, did you know that this, uh, this ultimate fighter you're talking about was trained at, uh, the No, Mario? he was not. <laughs> <laughs> he was trained. <laughs> By me. <laughs> At the hammer fist. <laughs> Taylor comes and lands in her dragon form and says, Oh, I missed all of you so much. Fuck off, Taylor. <laughs> Dosh missed you too. Who are you? <laughs> oh, the dragoness. Hi. Hi there, little goblin. I'll show you, little goblin, this fucking soda. <laughs> all right. And we are going to hop back <laughs> into the skill challenge initiative as uh, Caxius's army of thugs is riding in from the right, we are going to jump to uh, Prothean. You are up first. Remember, the skill challenge is you can either use a skill and then uh, roll that particular skill as your action to get a success, or if you want to use a specific spell, 
or uh, attack. If that spell or attack is successful, then that will also count as a success towards the skill challenge. I'm going to do a full-on sprint towards the enemy line and like Avengers would like jump and like try to attack the big guy with my long sword on like try to impale them while jumping. All right, and uh, do you want to do that as acrobatics check? An acrobatics check. All right. He was trained at the Hammerstone Fist. If if anybody actually wanted to follow up on that one, <laughs> I got a fourteen. A fourteen does not hit, so that is one failure. Uh, you launch yourself into the fray and you go to impale, but as you do so, the front lines open up and swallow you, collapsing down on you as wings and claws and shadow wreathes itself around you, trying to engulf you, but I'm sure you're laughing maniacally even as it happens. Oh, yes I am. Next up in line is Wilhelmina, Figus, and Finrail. Wilhelmina's gonna turn to Finrail and say, Finn, you really shouldn't go back into the front lines. If if you get hit, you'll... I don't, I don't know what I would do if I lost you. And he says, Oh, Billy, I understand. I'll stay back here and uh, don't worry about me. I can shoot things from far away. And he loads his crossbow, points it behind him without looking, and rolls a nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. And he just, just explode off of her. <laughs> the bolt explodes through the head of the demon <laughs> that is directly above Prothean, splattering him in ichor and gore, and Prothean is able to jump up and get out of the morass of demons bombarding him. Uh, and Wilhelmina says, that's my Finn. Mm. And he's he's getting it good later. <laughs> and she and Figus run off towards the front lines to help Prothean. That brings us to the Purified, who are now trying to m- divert their forces to deal with the Caxias threat. But with the new forces, the Purified lines are getting stretched thin and they look like they are threatening to break. Chadley, what would you like to do? If I remember correctly, you suggested the last time we played that if I were to use a spell, I would roll with Arcana, correct? Yes, so you could roll as an Arcana check, or you could do it as an actual attack. I think it would be more fun as an Arcana check, just to keep with the skill challenge. I'm a wizard, I got, I'm proficient in like two things. (laughs) I'm a wee baby, it's my birthday. I'm gonna cast Black Tentacles, uh... I'm going to pick a spot that's uh, around uh, Protheans, uh, you know, where he got swallowed in. And once again, you kind of imagine like a, a slow camera zoom on Chadley's face, and you're going to see his fingers start jazz fingering together, going, yes! Uh, as giant tentacles of horrific description become oozing out of the ground around the foe. And, uh,. Normally it's like a spell save DC, but I'm going to roll Arcana to see how nasty this is. Uh, Arcana, I have a plus nine. I rolled a natural 14 for a total of 23. Those tentacles come sprouting out of the ground like the Kraken after it has been shot with cannons in Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Just straight up out of the ground and then go piercing through the enemy lines running themselves through creatures, grabbing creatures, throwing them all over the place, and darkness oozes out of the ground, bubbling and boiling as the demons are being sucked into this tentacles. Oh my god. 
I did not uh, expect that, but you know, sometimes magical experimentation brings choice results. Indeed it does, and that brings you to one success. Abe, you are up next. Alright, so Cac and Balsius is uh, bearing down on us? Yes, Caxius is coming in from the right. Uh, his thugs are about to break through the purified lines. Abe is going to cast Enemies Abound on Caxius. Basically, if, if it's successful, he thinks everyone around him is his enemy, which hopefully everyone around him is, you know, his own people. Okay. In theory. And how do you want to go about it? Do you want it to do? Do you want to do it as a spell save, or do you want to do it as an Arcana check? Uh, let's do it as a spell save. So that would be seventeen. And what type of spell save is it? Intelligence. Oh, he does have a positive on his intelligence score, but that only brings it to a total of nine. Ah, you dumb. So what what does it look like once uh, Caxius is brought under the influence of enemies abound? All right, so he starts glancing around and giving everyone around him the side eye, and he starts hyperventilating and freaking out, and looks like he's, you know, snorted maybe a little bit too much meth. (laughs) He's just like, I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out, man. Meath. Yeah, meath. Meath real. (laughs) And then uh, just starts throwing them bows at people. Except by bows, I mean whatever weapon he's he's got on him. <laughs> he's currently wielding two dastardly-looking knives, and uh, he starts slicing left and right. He's pulling out um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey with the spear, just fucking going to town. Oh shit! So once enemies abound, takes hold over Caxius. You have managed to buy the purified lines just a little bit of time, but. Still, they look like they're about to break because, again, there are so many new enemies coming into the fray, and still there are enemies coming out of the hell portal that Sargonis is standing in front of, and you can hear Sargonis call out to you from across the battlefield. It is too late. As more of my supporters come to aid me in taking this realm for my own, the stronger I will become. You are a... Your end is nigh. Is he about to say you are a bunch of bitches? <laughs> uh, no, your end is inevitable. But I was like, that's a little bit too much, Avengers. <laughs> the Danikeshian warriors are trying to hold the left flank. And even though they are slashing left and right and they're dancing on the wind, you can see that Kelmad leading his troops is starting to look a little dogged and a little bit tired, and everywhere, the purified forces are looking rough. Gooch, you are up. Uh, how close am I to Caxius? Because we're in a skill challenge, we'll say that you're able to get there. <laughs> it's all flavor. Abe, can you remind me what you did to Caxius, please? Uh, I hit him with enemies abound, so basically everyone around him, he thinks is his enemy. Okay, okay. But then... I don't know, since we're doing this as a skill challenge, I don't know if we want to treat, like, the full particulars of the spell as far as, like, when he can break it and whatnot. Yeah, once it gets to his turn, he'll have a chance to break it, correct? 
Yeah, it's on his turn, and then when he takes damage, I think he can uh, roll. Okay. Okay. We'll say that he hasn't had a chance to break it yet. No, that helps. Thank you. In that case, um, I'm going to uh, run up to the front lines, and because I'm a tiny creature, I'm going to weave in and out from underneath everybody's legs and violently jab upwards towards the gooch section of everyone's, I guess, pantalones and just fucking just fucking rip and tear my way through the other uh, front line. Uh, yes, the Nornob strategy. Vlad the Impaler, everybody. <laughs> All right, and what? Stealth. Uh, 16. Okay, uh, that is a success. Thank God, I rolled a three. <laughs> Jesus. As you're running through legs, stabbing up, there are just fountains of blood pouring down Ooh. behind you. <clears throat> yes. And you hear out, you hear calling out behind you, my anus is bleeding! Good. <laughs> now bleed out, you fucking pig. <laughs> My anus is bleeding! Ugh. Yay! <laughs> 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 oh. Man, that, that takes me back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that is uh, three successes. We are now to Ambionitis. You can see that the front lines are just about to break. And right as you are about to muster up your energy, enter back into the fray, you hear from the left flank. As you look over to the left, you can see rising over the ridge on that side of the battlefield, a line of small green creatures riding wiry, bristly-haired boars. And at the front of this massive line that is forming along the entire horizon, you can see Gublio atop his horse. No. Thank God for Gublio, the most overpowered character we've seen so far. <laughs> At least by his reputation. Yeah. And you hear Gublio call out from atop the ridge, Did someone blow the gooch horn? And as Gublio calls that out over the battlefield, Ambionitis, you can see out in front of you, in the midst of the battlefield, you catch a glimpse of Zawadzki beating down your allies with the warhammer he had stolen from you. As he swings down on someone, he turns and looks up to see this mass of goblins that have just arrived, and his mouth drops open. I want to turn to Gublio and say, I blew the Goochhorn. Thanks for coming. We have a nice party here. And am I able to uh, look down, see my my item and and do the thing. Julie, do the thing. Dalvia steps up next to you and says, I think it's time that we get back to work, don't you? And then Dalvia is going to cast uh, Mind Spike at 7th level. Oh my god. And when you cast Mind Spike, the mind of one creature you can see within range must make a wisdom saving throw, taking 3d psychic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one, 
It increases by 1d8 for each slot level above 2, so that's uh, a total of 8d8 psychic damage. And you will always know the target's location as long as you are on the same plane of existence, and the target cannot be hidden from you if it's invisible. So, all of a sudden, you see Zawadzki just grab his head in pain as he rolls a natural 3 on his uh, wisdom saving throw. He claps his hands to his head, and the Warhammer is dropped from his hands. And when I see the Warhammer dropped from his hand, I get excited. It doesn't even hit the ground before you get there. <laughs> it does not hit the ground. My inner barbarian comes out. I rage, and I call my hammer back to my hand. No. And accessing your latent magical ability, your rage has subsumed you, and that magic roars out of your hand as you call your warhammer back to your hand. It lands in your palm, and you grasp it firmly. <laughs> He's the chosen one. You firmly, firmly grasp, grasp it. it. Firmly grasp it. I said firmly grasp it. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, you can just do that? Yeah. I just you learned can... that as a fighting maneuver at level 11. <laughs> I finally decided to learn how to do that. You've been able to do that this whole time. He could have done it if he ever attuned yeah. to the weapon, but he just never did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's a neat little trick. You just Thor's hammer that thing back to your hand. Correct, yeah. I did that. It was cool. And he firmly grasped it. And I firmly grasped part. it. Should you go swing that hammer now? Now is everybody around. Like, everybody on our side is around. Yes. Okay. I want to look down the lines. Look at my dipshit brother. <laughs> look, look at him in at least one of his eyes so I know he's looking at me. And I say, Revengers, assemble, and we charge. All right. So let's go ahead and add a skill challenge to this. What would you like it to be? I guess I'll use Intimidation. What the fuck is Charisma? What's a 16 do for me? A 16 is the pass. Fuck yes. (laughs) Get yourself some. (laughs) So that brings us to four successes. We are now in combat, and we are now at Jet's turn, and it is time to fight our final boss, Jet. Hmm. At that point, I would like to think what had been happening was, you know, I'm just standing up on my horse, riding in, just like kind of like horse surfing towards the battlefield, and I see all of my old compatriots gather around, and I'm going to kind of go like I'm going to do a golf swing because I am standing up on the horse and I got my staff of composition here. So I'm going to change uh, the staff to the the adamantine and I'm just going to golf club swing, try to get real low as I'm going for a gooch there. Bring it on. So you're like playing polo with gooch (laughs) as the ball. You know it. And I rolled a... 21. Damn, no, that would that would meet, which would be, so you slap me. With his man beat. Cool. So, I'm looking at my 
uh, notes for my staff, and when it's in the adamantine, all successful hits are considered critical. Damn. Goodbye, Gooch. (laughs) 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 Hello, darkness, my old friend. So a critical hit would be you roll your damage dice twice and add your modifiers once. Okay, so 1d12 twice. So do we see, like, this hit coming towards Gooch and we all just, like, cringe? Sucks to be that guy. Coming down. (laughs) Men everywhere spend one turn stunned from the shot heard around the world. All right, so that is just uh, 19 damage to start with there, and since I'm in Sargonis mode, as I've come to call it, all my armed strikes deal an additional 1d6 fire damage, which I just rolled a, like, do I add the modifier to the fire damage? You do not. Okay, so that's just an extra one damage. I, I goof that roll. So 20. 20 for that one. Okay. And then I am going to use my second attack just with the with the magic fisty fists and that'll do it'll end up being two attacks for my attack and then the bonus arm strike so i'll just roll those two are we about to witness the murder no no oh no no because the first one was a 12 misses and the second one was less than that somehow it hits <laughs> <laughs> so on the attack that hits I use my reaction to take uncanny dodge and have the damage uh, from that attack. So I take 10. Get fucked, shit. And then uh, because your staff of composition is in adamantine form, its rigidity is so (laughs) rigid, strenuous (laughs) on the staff itself. Go ahead and roll d d20 to see if it explodes. Oh my god, I hope it doesn't. have an incredible turgidity. Oh, wait a second. What do I... No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. Let me look up my... What do I got to hit to save this? Anything but a natural one. You just roll a one. Yes. Oh, well, you know, the way I've been rolling tonight, that should be no problem. I rolled a four. All right, so you still have an adamantine staff. That brings us to Brixius. Jet has just entered the fray. Uh, He has taken a massive swing at Gooch, and uh, the goblins led by Goobly are charging in from the left. Caxius is fighting on the right. Sargonis continues to solidify into a more solid form, and he is laughing over the battlefield. <laughs> right. Am I by another horse? By any means. A stray mare, if you will. One has just run away from a duel that is happening off to your right. How awesome is it that that would happen? Weird. Realistically, (laughs) what I would like to do is mount said horse and then joust Jet off of his horse with a hammer swing of my own. Okay. Yeah, it would take half your movement to get up on the horse, but then the horse has enough speed that it would be able to get up to charging pace and you'd be able to reach Jet. I'm going to do all of that. So let me roll for my hits and stuff, and then I'll get flavorful here. Ooh, if it's a joust, can I accept the joust and take just a uh, <laughs> a roll against it? Um, actually, there I think there is a mechanic for unseating somebody. Sick. You see me take my staff and change it into just a joust, you know, just a really long knight's jousting spear. And I say, I accept the ordeal. Have at thee. <laughs> No, you're not accepting shit. I'm not actually jousting you. I'm just hitting the fuck out of you. (laughs) 
There's no contest. My old comrade. He's also not seated in the saddle. He's just standing this on it. This is true. Unless he, like, kick flips the horse. <laughs> I will kick flip the horse. <laughs> uh, if I'm guessing, you probably are looking for, like, the shove action. If it's what I think think it is, it would be basically their athletics versus uh, whoever they're targeting is, you know, it's like a grapple, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's basically what I'm seeing as well. Ben... What you're going to do is you're going to go ahead and, as flavor, use it as a hammer swing, but you're actually going to treat it as, like, a, a contested grapple. And you will roll athletics against jets, acrobatics, or athletics. He gets to choose. Well, I'm going to do acrobatics, then. All right, so it's my athletics versus jets, one of his, and just a contested? Yes. Not great <laughs> with a... Uh... It's going to be an 11. I rolled a 28. You mean a 3, don't you? As I crush a portin. Oh! I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. I just, like, I, I looked at his face as he, like, looked at the camera, and I was like, oh, shit. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Chadley, seeing that Brixius is riding up on Jet, but Jet seems just a little bit too prepared Chadley manages to look back using his divination, and he foresaw this moment and changed Jet's roll so that it is a three that he rolled instead of his other roll. Fuck. Wait, so is that like a three plus my modifiers? It is, yes. So, Ben, what'd you roll an 11? <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I said 11. So with my modifiers, I'd be a 12. <laughs> I'm <been> bamboozled. <laughs> so I gave him a limp arm, but he still managed to do it. Wait, what, what did you... What's your modifiers? Paul said I can use acrobatics, which uses your dexterity, plus I'm proficient. I didn't think this one through. Paul, you said a... Nice try, nice You try. said it's a strength saving throw, right? <laughs> I, uh, I did not. So you go to swing, and uh, Jet is able to stay kickflip the horse seated, yeah. at, aka standed on his horse. Can I use my acrobatics? Did I have to use strength? You have to use your strength. Ah, uh, nuts. Well, you specifically have to use athletics. So if you have proficiency in athletics, no, athletics is like the one thing that requires strength as a modifier that I'm not proficient in which kind of is a bummer. <laughs> Did you run a gym? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm still very happy with myself that I, because I felt terrible doing that, but it still blew it back in my face. And it's like, I, I fucking deserve this. I'll never do that against a PC again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, essentially what I was planning out of all of it was to beat the shit out of him three times with my extra attacks, but did that, because we turned it into a joust thing, only give me the one opportunity to hit, or can I still take my two extra swings? So, grapple is a specific type of attack, so you can still use your extra attacks. Alright. Well then, what I'm gonna imagine, the way I'm painting this picture, is I was riding my horse into jousting style and as I took a swung Jet used his acrobatics to I'm gonna say he jumped over my swing because I was swinging level at him and he landed back on his horse so I'd like to then I guess if if possible circle back around but I want to make sure I'm still in range to swing and I'm just gonna go to simply try to sweep Jet off of his horse and then 
swing down on the second one to hit him straight down into the ground. Okay, so these are two hits, not two shoves again? Yes, I would just like to this time just fucking launch him. Okay. And you know what? Just to, just to make sure that we can get him off the horse when I hit him, I'm going to put a pushing attack on one of them as well on the second one. So the first one I'm just going to hit him, and the second one I'm going to use my swing with a pushing attack as one of my new man- maneuvers I have as a fighter, which would essentially push him 15 feet. Okay. All right. Does a 25 hit? I believe so. Because my AC wasn't affected by my Sargana stats, right? Correct. Because it's already high. Then yes, 25 hits. Okay, and then... Oh no, hold on. Alright. Um, I thought I had a reaction. No, you're fine. Uh, it's not even... Catch missiles. I said I put the pushing attack on the first attack, right? Yeah, I said that. Um, on the second one. No, on the first one. Um, well, the second one total. The first one was the one I missed in the joust. The second one's here, right? Great. Because uh, I rolled a one on the third attack. Uh, so that's not going to do much, but good thing I put it on the second one, because that's what I stated. Uh, that's really weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you you, meant, you thought I meant the second as in, like... Yeah, that was my next, bad. I'm in the sorry. Second, I... Like, the next two extra attacks? No, Paul. I, I said the second attack as in <laughs> my second total attack in my three. Go for it. Smooth. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 It makes a lot of sense why I missed horribly on the third one, because Jet had already flown 15 <laughs> feet back when I swung down again. <laughs> nice. All right, all right. So let me see here. Okay, because I roll like ass. Um, Jet, make a uh, strength saving throw. Oh, for your push? The save is 17. Interestingly enough, I'm proficient in strength saving throws. Interesting. Even though my strength is in the negatives. Oh, really? Okay. So I get minus one, plus four, so plus three is eight. <laughs> All right. So you really, I was just seeing if you did fly back, which you did because you failed to save Rose. So oh, yeah. Right off my horsey. That is 16 damage. So again, Brixius mounts Mare, rides into battle, takes jousting swing to try to knock Jet. Jet leaps over hammer shot. Brixia spins back around and fucking just uh, on kind of the miss as our horses pass. I'm just going to take the hammer and swing it around my body coming back around kind of almost like I'm opening up back behind me. And I'm going to make contact with Jen. He's going to fly 15 feet off the horse back towards everybody. So everybody is still in range to make an attack on him after this next turn. But and you then, miss the spot where I take the opportunity attack when you miss with the joust but still ride your horse out of my range. I was never out of your range, because I was still in the five feet. After I missed, I was able to swing, and I never had to loop back around. And then I turned back around, and I tried and try to come down and hit, and you were no longer there, because Brixius did not actually realize that he made contact with you on the second swing when he just kind of flared after the missing joust. So that's why I turned around and tried to come down, but you just flew, because you're such a late guy. I was never fed well at the gym. <laughs> just break his horse's spine? Yeah, I think, well, <laughs> I rolled a one, so I'm not sure. I, I might have broke my horse's spine. <laughs> you definitely broke Jet's horse's spine. Oh, oh my God. God. Peter's going to have <laughs> nah. a word with us. Yeah, Peter is going to come after you, Ben. I need uh, I need somebody to come out with a hand crossbow and put this put this horse down. <laughs> Dash, you're <laughs> put it out of his misery. All right. So after that happens and uh, 
Jet goes flying. He has now exited the immediate area where all of the main characters are. Uh, that is going to give Hexor uh, the opportunity to cast Far Step, which is a concentration spell up to a minute, and it allows him to teleport up to 60 feet as a bonus action. And he is going to use that to teleport directly in front of, well, actually, he's going to run up to Jet first. And then he is going to attack Jet with his Staff of Power to activate a Power Strike. So when he hits with a melee attack using the Staff, he can expend one charge to deal an extra 1d6 force damage to the target. He rolls a total of 22. Will that hit? Yeah. Okay. So that is going to be 1d6 plus the base, uh, which is two-handed, 1d8. Oh, he only added one extra force damage. So you take nine damage from Hexor's Staff of Power Strike, and then he is going to use that far step that he cast to teleport 60 feet away from you, uh, which negates any chance for an opportunity attack. Smart man. That then brings us to Dosh. All right. Dosh is going to invent the internet, and then, more importantly, he's going to invent cyberbullying. <laughs> he's going to start a cyberbullying campaign against Jet and bring him to his knees. No. Um, Dosh is going to cast Mislead on Jet. Or, no, not mislead. Modify memory. What happened to the cyberbullying? Well, this is going to make him think that I have invented cyberbullying. This is easier than actually inventing the internet. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So. Da, 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 da. Must make a wisdom saving throw. Well, that's not good. Versus 15. Okay. Come on, dice. 17. Josh just goes, oh. <laughs> Hell yeah, monks. All right. Well, then, Dosh, just kind of putting his arms down to the side and going, oh, uh, is going to step aside as Taylor snakes her head in between Abe and Dosh. Don't worry. I'll take care of this one. Dosh use a bonus action to uh, shoot himself in the other ear with his <laughs> hand crossbow. <laughs> um, I mean, if you'll let me do it, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, you can't, so... <laughs> Taylor is going to use her Frightful Presence, and each creature of the dragon's choice that is within 120 feet must succeed in a DC 21 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for one minute. Any creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself with a success. And then if it ends the effect, it is immune for the next 24 hours. So, Jet, I would like you to roll a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh my god, I'm so excited. What does Taylor do to initiate a frightful presence? Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it. Jeez. God damn. So this is the first time I get to take advantage of the fact that I have fey ancestry and have advantage against being frightened. 17? That is a failure. You scared? 
I'm scared. And just so you know what Frightened does, if you are frightened, you will have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of your fear is within line of sight. So as long as Taylor is there, you would have disadvantage on this entire fight. And you can't willingly move closer to the source of your fear. Fuck. Oh, I don't like that. I'm going to use one of my legendary actions to... If I fail a saving throw, I can choose to succeed instead. <laughs> if I Wait, hear... Really? <laughs> if I hear you use the words, I'm going to use a legendary action one more time. I'm going to ball tap you. <laughs> We're going to start doing our uh, attack actions in real life. <laughs> so... Taylor, snaking her head through, she starts to bare her teeth and growl deep in her throat, and it looks like she's about to unleash hell upon Jet. But Jet, who's cringing backwards, suddenly straightens his spine as Taylor goes, Rawr. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it loses all sort of impact on Jet. Taylor is another frightened one, actually. You can smell the draconic breath of iced coffee just hit you in the face. <laughs> Taylor kind of tucks her head back and goes, I might be a little out of practice. A little? At least you get frightful presents. I have another 50 years. Oh, no. Chadley, you know that you're almost there. You're almost a big boy now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, please. We're just one batch of eggs apart from each other and you always treat me like this little and he's gonna start motioning to himself just this little child i'm a big dragon now big sister you gotta get angry you gotta get mean <laughs> that's the only way you can play i need you to try to frighten something chadley feels good to get another episode out to our listeners, but this one feels especially good. There's so much that still has to happen, and only a few more episodes before we reach the end of this campaign. I, I got excited editing, and I hope that you're getting excited too. It seems that, you know, as soon as I had said, hey, we're getting back to normal release schedule, fate decided that we'd fall off harder than ever. Between last episode and this one, I'm sure you listeners are wondering why such long spans between postings. Well, it's because these past two months have been some of the most professionally demanding of my career. I'm not trying to excuse the delays. Uh, of course, we want to get these episodes out to you. We want you to hear the end of this campaign, the end of this story. But we do want to give you an explanation because we, we are sorry about that. Um, to uh, make sure that we are prepared for future events where I may not be able to edit quite as much. Ben is now hard at work learning the ropes of editing, and he's nearly done with the next episode of the Lore episodes on Patreon. So hopefully between the two of us and the demands of my career finally dying down, this holiday season we'll see plenty of new content from the Death Saving Bros team. Speaking of Patreon, if you haven't checked us out on patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, then you're missing out on tons of exclusive content. 
For as little as $2 per month, you can start accessing bloopers, conversational recaps, and extra episodes. We are currently releasing a 10-episode mini-series of test episodes, which are the first recordings we ever did as a team and which detail the end of our last campaign. We even have a quote-unquote session zero as the first episode of our mini-series, which uh, goes through everything that you need to know up until the point of where the test episodes pick up. So we do have that up there. It's being updated bi-weekly. And then we're also coming up on the next set of physical rewards for our long-term Shade Arrow patrons. For those who support us at the Shade Arrow tier on patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, for at least three months, they will be qualified for our exclusive Patreon merchandise like minis, drinkware, clothing, and more. Of course, if you are not financially able to support us, we understand. Instead of becoming a patron and giving us a monthly pledge, go ahead over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser and leave us a rating and review. Those ratings, those reviews, they really help us to get on the radar of some important people to show up on the podcast charts, and we'll also read your review on the air. Another way you can support the podcast, and look good doing it, is with some of our merchandise, available by searching Death Saving Bros on redbubble.com. And then, of course, the people that we support and want to tell you about are Will Savino's Music D20 Project, The Boy King of Idaho, and Tabletop RPG Music, all of whom are composers creating original tabletop music on Patreon. Will is actually retiring his Music D20 brand in favor of a new project called Burrowbound, but you still can find his, and all of these other amazing creators' music, featured in this episode and on their websites, available in the episode description. Finally, the last thing I always like to do before getting you back to the episode is to recognize those that have made this show possible. And there's no one more to thank for their support than our patrons. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman, 2 Times Tyler, Gene L. Jackson, Andrew Bettles, and a vaguely concerned emu. Thank you all for your support. And... A double thank you, since there was no mid-roll in the last episode. So once again, let's hear those names. Ryan Cushman, 2 Times Tyler, Gene L. Jackson, Andrew Bettles, and a vaguely concerned emu. Thank you so much for your support. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. We will, he will have his chance, but for now, Zawadski, recovering from the mine spike, is going to draw a longsword and is going to charge forward. Coming up from behind all of you as you're facing off against Jet, uh, Zawadski is going to run up to Abe and cast Inflict Wounds. 
And this is going to be cast at a fifth level. Ooh. Ooh. So make a melee attack against a creature you can reach. On a hit, the target takes 3d10 necrotic damage and add 1d10 for each slot level above first. So that's going to be an additional 4d10 for a total of 7d10 necrotic damage. Damn boy. Does he hit me though? Let's see. It is going to be a total of... I could be wrong on this, but before you tell me what the roll is, I believe I'm allowed to counterspell that, correct? You could counterspell that. I would like to counterspell that. Uh, I'm only going to cast it at third level, though. I'm going to use my reaction. That way I have to roll the modifier against the DC of the uh, spell. Okay. DC is usually 10 plus the spell level. What level did you uh, cast it at? Five. Fifth level. Okay. I'm only allowed to use my intelligence like as a check, so uh, it, you know, 50-50 almost at this point. Oh, this is the perfect opportunity. I would like to use one of my legendary actions. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just kidding. How do you kidding. use the legendary action to fuck off? <laughs> I ruled a 13, so my counterspell would uh, not be able to stop that in time. Chadley tried to reach his, forward, uh, his arm forward to stop it, but it fizzles out before he can clock in on the spell. And that hand is going to land on Abe's shoulder, and it is going to hit with a 13 plus 8 for a total of 21, dealing a total amount of damage of 30. What kind of damage? It is necrotic. So those of you that are around are going to hear from behind just, and... Some of you are going to spin around and see that this black scaliness is going to start creeping up the side of Abe's neck as it starts to reach towards his face and the eye that uh, is hidden behind the eye patch. But then suddenly the blackness is going to recede quickly and he's going to take the damage before he is completely consumed by the necrosis. Are you unconscious? Nah. Good. At that moment... Chadley, you are going to get a mental message from Kawkaw, and Kawkaw is going to squawk. Ah! Sargonis is coming towards you! Ah, shit. Guys, if you have a way to send him out of here, this would be the time. Beating up old friends and co-workers are getting old. And Prothean, as you are fighting the front lines and you can see that Jet and Zawadzki have engaged all of your companions... You see that Sargonis is starting to march his way over towards your friends. It is your turn. I'm going to charge at Sargonis, yelling for Torm and cast and flick wounds on him while trying to jump at his throat. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll attack. The bold move, Kyle. Let's see if this one pays off for him. I just rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. Uh... Anybody got inspiration? I don't even know if that'll help him. Actually, uh, Gooch does. Yeah, but if we give him another chance here, and even if it succeeds, how successful is this actually going to be? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's what I'm worried about here. <laughs> he just one-shots Sargonis. I thought Gooch was supposed to be a T-Rex at this point. What the fuck happened? <laughs> well, we're, we're coming up on that. We're coming up on that. Prothean's murdered, so... All right, I guess we're going through with whatever Prothean rolled, unless somebody actually is able to help him in any way. <laughs> I can harm him in some way. I give Prothean my inspiration. 
All right, so protein, that means that you have a chance to re-roll. Roll good. <laughs> Plot twist, protein's actually murdered more people than Sargonis, so he becomes the new god of murder. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a plot twist. <laughs> uh, it is a 16 hit. Uh, it is better. It's not a natural one, but a 16 Lions will... say it's a 20. A 16 will not hit the god of revenge and fire. But as you swing at Sargonis, even though he dodges backwards, you square off against him and he looks down at you. And now you can see that the shadow and flame has coalesced into a form that you can almost clearly see. Just the very edges are blurring. Kind of like there's evaporation coming off his shoulders. But his skin is completely black. The veins are made of roiling red flame and a sneer creases across Sargonis's face pulling out a black sword made entirely of night. Sargonis is going to say, you may be a pathetic little human, but I will enjoy playing with you as you die slowly. Hot. Oh. Bit dramatic, sir. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> All right, let's get that, that casket dance theme song get ready. <laughs> All right, that will bring us to Wilhelmina Figus and Finrail. Finrail is still popping off shots, and he is just pegging demons left and right with arrows shot from his crossbow. And Wilhelmina and Figus are now shoulder to shoulder, fighting through, cutting a path for the new purified and the goblins that have entered into the fray. The purified and the goblins are taking back the lines, they're reforming. You can see that the cavalry that had come through the portal are tearing down and eating through sections of the purified lines, picking them up and tossing them in the air. All around you is bedlam and mayhem. Chadley, you are up. Uh, you're gonna see Chadley, being a divination wizard, kind of quick flickering into the possible futures that everything's happening. You're watching his head kind of flick around for a second and he's going to look at the party and go, I have looked into 14,605,000 different futures. Uh. None of them end well except for one. Uh, Chadley is going to try to clock eyes. He knows there's two things that could potentially make this into a better situation. The Staff of Parmar or the Diadem Exorius. Does he see either of those? You see the Diadem Exorius atop Jet's head and the Staff of Parmar strapped to Jet's back. Awfully convenient. Okay. Well, originally they were split between Jet and Zawadzki, but last episode Jet made it made a point of taking back the Diadem Exorius. True. Yeah, fuck that guy. Chadley shouts to the group, We need to get him out of here now. That big motherfucker is going to fuck up Prothean. Uh, and I'm going to point at Jet and go, I'm sorry about your ex-friend, co-worker, whatever union disputes you may have, but we need to combine the Diadem Exorius with the staff once more. Uh, I am going to cast a spell Telekinesis. Uh, I am able to choose either an object or a person. 
Uh, I, in this case, I'm going to try to choose a person to where I can move them and restrain them. But uh, I first have to do a check against their strength check versus my spellcasting modifier to see if I can actually gain control of uh, how they move. So it's going to be my intelligence check versus uh, his strength check. And you're trying to control Jet. Yes, I'm going to try to pull him closer to the group so they can uh, do a quick uh, Grand Theft Auto loot system on him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Jet, go ahead and roll a strength check. Oh, boy. Is this a strength saving throw? Uh, Not a strength saving throw, just a check, which means legendary resistance will not do much here. Well, I rolled a 17. Because I don't... For my monk stuff, I just... I just substitute my dexterity when it's attacking or damage, right? It's not for, like, the checks? Correct. Okay, yeah. So it's just a 17. You rolled a 17, or you got a 17 total? Yeah, it was... It was Yeah, total. It was an 18 minus 1. Okay. I rolled a 15, naturally, uh, with a plus 5 in intelligence. That brings me to a 20. Telekinesis allows me to move you up to 30 feet in any direction, and you are restrained. Uh, Are you just going to yank me? Yes, I'm basically going to ragdoll you towards the group at this point uh, in a desperation, and uh, I'm just going to say, whatever you need to do to loot this son of a guy, do it. We'll take care of his union problems later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on. Before we go any further. Yep. Well, if you're going to say something right now to upset the group, then just fuck off and don't say it. <laughs> um, Sargonis is going to cast Counterspell. Damn. Paul? That's Paul. That's that's fair. I don't like it, but that's fair. Uh, he is not going to cast it high enough to outright beat Telekinesis, because Telekinesis is a fifth level. Counterspell is going to be cast at third level. So, oh, you're gonna be cool like me and try to roll and see what happens. Yeah, roll and see what happens. Please help me, Daddy Sargonis. <laughs> Senpai. <laughs> nice. Notice me, Sargonis. <laughs> Step God, what are you doing? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Help, Sargonis. I'm still. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm glad we dug that rabbit hole. <laughs> Only to get stuck in it. Only to get stuck in it. Um, Sargonis is only going to roll a nine. Oh, get fucked. So the telekinesis does go through, and um, and since I'm with like restrained, I can't like shadow step out of there or anything. Is that correct? Let's see. Telekinesis. So the creature is restrained in the telekinetic grip. Um, so in this case, in the past, you have been able to shadow step out of restraint, um, Jet. However, in this case, because it's a telekinetic grip, I'm going to rule that it's, it's more of a full body sort of thing then it is like, oh, you've got ropes on you and you can like move your your feet to activate the shadow step. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, 
But with telekinesis, there is a way for him to break that, is there not? Uh, I, let's see. Uh, on subsequent rounds, you can use your action to attempt to maintain your telekinetic grip on the creature by repeating the contest. So he's going to be restrained technically at the very least until uh, my turn, unless my concentration gets broken or if uh, he has a special ability to remove the condition. Then him and I will roll again for the next round. Perfect. All right. So yeah, Jet, you are telekinetically restrained at the moment. May I uh, talk shit to Sarganos for trying to counterspell me? Of course. You can't touch my magic, you real estate son of a bitch. Go back to playing with dolls or whatever else you fucking do. Just wait, little one. Your time will come. I am divination. I know when my time comes. Do you? He goes, wait, really? When does my time come? <laughs> I could tell you for 15 gold and a small sprite. Your time has come and so have I. <laughs> Do you have any last words? Yes, just three. I love you. <laughs> no, those are the last hey, Can I change this by persuading Sarganos he's in love with me? <laughs> Modified memory. Uh, maybe on your next turn. <laughs> uh, but Caxius is off to the right, and he is still in battle. He is going to try and break the holds that Enemies Abound has on him. What is that saving throw, Abe? 17. 17, and what am I saving against? Intelligence? Yep. He fails. So Caxius is still slashing and hacking at his enemies, which are actually his allies. Abe, you are up again. All right. Can I reach Jet? Yes, you can. All right. Though you are currently engaged with Zawadzki, so you will take an opportunity to attack if you move out of range. All right. Well, he can kiss my tip. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've been waiting to use this here item since I got it. I'm going to call Zawadzki a pussy, and then I'm going to run past him <laughs> straight towards Jet. Does he try to bonk me? Yes, Zawadzki is <laughs> going to try and bonk you. And uh, that is going to be an 18 plus 2. So that's a 20. Going to deal you... Right, he doesn't have his hammer anymore, does he? No, but he does have a weapon. Long I was say, like, the old backhand. Yeah. Well, he does have... Yes, he does have a longsword. Uh, so it is a total of 11 damage slashing i'm just gonna look at look at him and be like please and i'm gonna keep <laughs> running all right i'm gonna run right up to jet and i'm gonna pull out this bag that i think i got from siren's hut i don't actually remember where i got this for sure but it's the dust of sneezing and choking <laughs> yeah uh, that's almost certainly out of siren's hut okay. but i'm gonna take this bag of sneezing and choking and while Jet is restrained, I'm going to grab his mouth, open it, shove the entire bag in there, and then just clamp it down hard so the dust, like, explodes into it, like, straight into his throat. Yes, go take the... What are you doing? <laughs> so would a pocket sand technique be considered, like, a splash effect radius attack? Well, it's splashing inside you, so... <laughs> so... Whoa. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Back it up. Well, I guess, yeah, the rules about being restrained, I don't know. 
Yeah, you <laughs> you won't be able to fight this off. I guess just give it to me, Abe. <laughs> so uh, you'll need to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Or suffocate. <laughs> it's going to be just like eating a Popeye's biscuit. You're just going to choke. <laughs> no water. You stand there and laugh and hold your drink right out of your reach. <laughs> Chaotic neutral at best. Is that like disadvantage because I'm restrained or anything? Being restrained does not stop you from rolling saving throws. I think the only one you'd have disadvantage on is uh, deck saves, I believe. Right. Well, a 17 plus 3 gives me a 20. All right, so you are not incapacitated or suffocating. I just chew it up and swallow it. There's just a tear in my eye as I'm just swallowing this, like, <laughs> pocket sand type crap. Oh You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. The Danakeshian warriors are going to join up with the goblins and are going to go flying past you and are going to try and engage and push back that flailing right flank against Caxius's armed forces. Then Gooch is able to take his action. Nice. So for the sake of time, may I take a quickie sippy of my, my brew as a bonus action? Or is it a full action to polymorph into the T-Rex? I will allow you to do it as a free action. Thank goodness, thank you. Love you. Uh, so I'm gonna... Normalize telling the DM you love him mid-sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull out my, my, my Diet Coke and take a swig, spit it out. This is fucking disgusting. Uh, and then chug the rest of it and turn it into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, um... I have a question for the Dungeon Master. Mm-hmm. Contingency, uh, activates a spell that I cast, uh, you know, with the, the trigger effect. I'm holding concentration on telekinesis. Uh, mm. So will that break telekinesis? Yes, it will. Or is the spell like already cast and it's like a readied action? Just stay concentrated, Chadley. <laughs> Double concentration. <laughs> you can multitask. It will still require your con concentration, so it will break telekinesis. Okay. So Gooch turns into a T-Rex just as Jet chews up the dust of sneezing and coughing, and then suddenly the telekinetic hold breaks. He lands in a superhero pose and looks up to see this giant T-Rex staring down at him. Then I swallow the rest of the pocket sand because I've grown acquired to the taste. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. I don't need to eat it. I, I lack the taste. I eat this because I enjoy it now <laughs> as I stare at this T-Rex. <laughs> uh, I'm going to run full tilt uh, towards Sargatus and uh, attack. Uh, so I'm going to use multi-attack, so I'm going to bite him and smack it with my tail. Okay. Uh, I miss with my bite. Does a 24 hit? The second attack? 24 does hit. Okay, so I go to bite at uh, Sargatus, and uh, he kind of just, like, weaves it. Uh, but then I turn around and smack with my tail, and... It's a goddamn dinosaur laser fight. It's a bullseye dinosaur laser fight. In space with sharks. Uh, 21 damage. 21 damage is done to Sargonis. What's it like when... You do 21 damage. I, like I said, I ran up and I, I bit, I tried to bite him. And uh, 
not being used to being big, tall, and scary, I also try and, and roar. And it's kind of like, uh... Roar? Just kind of confused and not really <laughs> sure what he's doing. But he tries his best, right? Uh, and the snarling bite attack misses terribly. Um, but Sargonis and Gooch, who's also a bit confused what just happened, Gooch takes the opportunity to smack with his tail. And, um... Yeah, just does a full 180 and just whips his tail straight down and smacks him right in the peck. And then he turns back around and faces him and looks him right in the eyeballs. Both equally as big now, and I ain't scared of shit. Sargonis looks Gooch level in the eye and chuckles. <laughs> you are so desperate, are you not? Rar. Let me finish with this paladin first. And Sargonis is then going to take his sword and is going to try and attack Brothian. Ooh, rolls a natural three plus... Ooh. Ooh. Man's still feeling that tail whip. Oh, but after modifiers, it's going to be 22. The fucking Jesus. The fucking what? what? A plus 19? Holy fuck. Like, literally, goddamn. Yeah. He can't miss. He doesn't even have to roll to hit us. Yeah, wait, he doesn't have to roll to if hit us. If he misses, he yeah, just chooses to succeed instead. Or he, he either naturally succeeds or succeeds. <sighs> goddamn. So, that's going to be 21 damage to you, Prothean. Only 21? Only 21. Ooh, so yeah. God, does he hear that shit? Oh, Look at the guy like you did the last time and tell me it's like a bitch. I mean, if you want more, there is more coming because... When you step back and you think, wait, that didn't hurt so bad, suddenly black tendrils start to creep out like poison from the slash across your chest, and it's going to deal another 13 damage. Necrotic damage. I don't know if you have uh, anything to help you against that as a paladin. I think that's just poison. Just poison. Okay, so yeah, it's necrotic damage. So it's a total of 34 damage. So how are you feeling there, Perothian? Uh, a little bit more than half health. Wow, you're still you're still over half health. Nice. All right. By that case, you're actually going to take another eighteen damage because because he said so. No, I'm not going to do that to you. But uh, we are going to have Gublio come running in, and Gublio is going to try and aid. Gooch and Prothean and fight Sargonis because he is the strongest, the fastest, the smartest around. I mean, not right now, dog. What's up? I see Gublio just get smacked straight <laughs> down. Fucking <laughs> like swatted like a fly. <laughs> Gublio is going to jump into the fray as all the goblins start shouting his name. Gublio! 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 But as Gublio comes flying in hook style, just arms up in the air, flying through the air, tries to land a stroke on Sargonis. Sargonis is just going to take a tiny step backwards as Gublio goes floundering in the dirt. And Sargonis is going to point down at the hobgoblin and mock. Gublio. Gublio. It's not as nice when he says it. (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to Ambionitis. Yeah, I want to hit Sargonis. That's a thing. Am I within that range? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to use 
the hammer. So I get plus seven to my attack roll. The hammer produces a ram's head that allows you to make the attack roll with a plus seven bonus. On a hit, uh, for each charge you expend, and you have three charges, you can add 2d10 force damage. And I have three charges, okay. I want to hit him fucking twice. Aggressively. And are you going to use the uh, effect of the hammer both times? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're sorry, this is canon, we have to do this. <laughs> Understandable. I apologize. Sincerely. That, I forgot, the fucking Warhammer's what, it plus two or three? Two. Yes, plus two. Whoa, 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 you're confused me, just let me do the fucking math. Numbers, addition. Folks at home, he does have his calculator out, he's crunching these. <laughs> does it, oh shit, fuck, god damn it. Gotta clear and start over, sorry, give us a minute. You gotta carry the one. He's yes, using a graphing calculator. <laughs> lattice, lattice multiplication. Does a 21 hit? A 21 will hit. Cool. Nine cosine natural log, fuck! <laughs> you had to write 8,008. Okay, and then for the second one, it was a 28 hit. 28 will also hit. Cool. What did you say the bonus damage was? 2d6? 2d10. Alright, so 21 for the first hit an additional and 27 for the second with additional alright so that brings it to a total of 48 damage it's a pretty solid roll damn nice but Sargonis is not happy and you see the sneer disappear and it's now just a straight up not frustration but disappointment and anger suck my pee pee and Sargonis is going to say, I don't have time for this. And he is going to finger of death at Prothean, which sends negative energy coursing through Prothean, causing searing pain. The target must make a constitution saving throw. I'm sweating in counterspell over here. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what he could possibly do, you know? I rolled a natural three, so I'm assuming I just failed. I'm not going to add due to math on it. Counterspell. Yeah, if, if you don't mind. I'm going to cast it at third level, though. All right. What is the uh, spell level for that? Seven. I need a DC 17. Yep. I just rolled another natural 15. Which puts us so at 20. So plus five, that's a 20 right there. Nice. Very nice. That time I was able to... Uh, I just, you imagine Starganus begins to point his finger to do the, you know, the final countdown on uh, Old Prothean. And uh, you watch as uh, this time, gears of uh, Golden Hue begin to flow around uh, Chadley this time. As he begins to put his hand against what seems like an invisible wall uh, in each of his hands. And he begins to turn it against the gear's wishes. And as he does that, you watch as the uh, spell comes out for Prothean and been, begins to get fizzled against itself until it turns into nothing but a bunch of sparks. Sargonis snaps his gaze up directly at Chadley as the gears fizzle into nothingness and, without even breaking eye contact, takes his black sword and smacks Ambionitis with it. 
That I can't defend. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking. Then he uses a legendary ow. action to bang your mom right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, because Sargonis is going to hit all, any of you without even having to roll, it's going to straight up smack Ambionitis, dealing a total of 32 damage, and then is going to take a legendary action to swing again at Prothean. Damn. You can't block this one. I say he should still roll. There is the offset chance he rolls a natural one. Or a natural 20, which is what just happened. Oh, Fuck no. Fuck me. I'm done. So that is going to be a total of 35 damage. I rolled really low on the necrotic damage. Brothy might still be alive. This is, uh, this is cool. I am still alive. Yeah. What do you know? Prothean was telling the truth. He can take more than a couple hits from Sargonis. I'm starting to pray the Hellerus now. <laughs> I might just convert at this point. <laughs> I mean, for a kingdom that is under the watchful eye of Hellerus, not a single patron on our side of the war has said any sort of uh, prayer for her or him. It's always it's been men versus God at this point, you know. All right, that is then going to bring us to. Uh, Dalvia, who is going to try and cone of cold on Sargonis, but now that he is assuming his full and complete form, has immunity against uh, magical attacks, so that is not going to do anything. Oh, good to know. <laughs> and then uh, we are at Jet. Jet is in a superhero pose, free of the telekinetic hold. All right. So, the last person to wrong me was uh, Abe, wasn't it? Yes, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, like, it was like, Abraham with the bag. But you, you said you learned to like it, so really, I've just introduced <laughs> you to a uh, a new interest. <laughs> so you know what? It, it, I am a little torn by that. <laughs> Jet Sargonis has been wronging you this whole time. Ever since he entered you. <laughs> As Briggs speaks to me, my head just snaps towards him. And all the memories come flashing in. Oh, love. Uh, <laughs> the shelter. Yes. The roof over your head. Yes. That's more than Ambionis and I have had, had the pay our that whole I lives. <laughs> How many coppers has Sargonis given you <laughs> since you started working for has him? Has he even paid you yet? <laughs> all the mistreatment. From the hammer fist, all the hate and rage that, you know, was, you know, just shoved away into the corner that's now been bubbled up, just takes hold, and I just lock into a dead super sprint, because my speed was also enhanced by Sargonis, towards uh, Brixius. All right, Abe, do you want to take an opportunity attack? I'm going to sweep the leg! <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I sweep the leg? Um, yeah, you can do a melee attack as an opportunity attack, and a special melee attack is shoving. So you would do similar to how uh, the jousting worked. It would be a contested uh, a athletics from you and acrobatics or athletics from Jet. Nah. Nah. Wait, I can use acrobatics? Yes. You know what? Instead of using a legendary action, I'll just take this on. <laughs> I'd like to use a push attack directly against the side of his knee <laughs> and nothing else. That sounds painful to me. 
Uh, that's not going to do so well. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two. Oh, no. What are your modifiers? Because I rolled a three. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Oh. So would I be swinging with like, I guess, so I think I still have, from when I was fighting the Vrocks, I still have my shield and an axe out. So. Yeah, but it would still just be an athletics check. Oh, it'd just be an athletics check? Uh-huh. Um, in that case, it's going to be a uh, five. Okay. <laughs> I'd go up to 12. Damn boy. All right. So Abe tries to sweep the leg by pushing directly into Jet's knee, but Jet's super speed, his Sargonis enhanced speed is just too much, and he blows right past the blow. What do you do next, Jet? Now, you see, like, the sonic boom when I hit that extra speed boost, and I sprint directly at Brixius, and going to... I would like my staff to be the Animantine at this point. I don't know if it was canon that I actually changed it to jousting material, whatever that is. But uh, No, you have it in Animantine. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to double hand just uh, thump him. Like, I'm running at him. I'm just going to have it like pointed, and it's going to be like a muzzle thump. Like, just pointed the s- staff like directly center of his chest. Like, full speed, full force. you got to boop him. This is the epitome of the spear, as the hammer fist has taught me. Even throwing a twist in the air as you do it, you just leave the ground, go perpendicular, start twisting. Yeah, it's like an obnoxiously, like, a faraway distance where it's like I'm just sprinting and then it's like I jump and I'm just like I'm my own projectile then I start spinning like it's a Pokemon move or something hey since you're your own projectile can you land and then catch yourself and redirect yourself (laughs) you know I probably could and so this is going to impact Brixie's here the natural one Oh, <laughs> as he misses after yes. all of this too, I would like to repost it as well. And as I see him jumping and doing all of the spinning, I'm going to turn around and launch a donkey kick up into the air <laughs> right at him as he comes down to negate his. Hold on. There's a lot going on here because when I hit a natural one while using my staff in the animation time, it actually shatters. It's explode, boy. So as you're going. So I go to hit and it like. I'm just seeing a spear tip goes to connect and it's going to hit you and just shatter. And at that point, you just see me. I'm super angry at this point. Like it would like there was like magical like flames around me. Everything's just going to like the flames intensify. I'm super mad. I'm like, I need a weapon here. My bonus action is I'm going to go to grab, you know, I've yeah, I got like five staff. I go to grab the next staff on my back, the staff of Parmar. And then you see me grab the staff of Parmar, come around like I'm going to just try to do my second attack and just smack the crap out of you. You see, like, as I'm holding it, all of a sudden the flames start to kind of like die down. And you see that my possession or like transformation, whatever demon stats are kind of being canceled out. So all the like colorlessness from my eyes are kind of going to go away. Like the Super Saiyan Goku is going to kind of go back to regular Goku type deal. And I'm going to be kind of like, I'm going to turn more normalized. And as I'm getting a grasp on like my reality here, I'm going to like look at everyone around me and say, guys, I am so sorry for this, but it's what had to be done. And now, then the donkey kick. 
<laughs> exactly. Trying to have a heartfelt moment, just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So first I'm gonna take my second attack real quick and just smack Brixius. <laughs> Alright, see if you hit. I'll repost again <laughs> with another donkey kick. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Really? Yup. Yup, you're taking it two hands. Guys, listen, I just realized how wrong I've been. <laughs> it, I, this is no longer because I've been possessed. This is now because I've just wanted to do this for so long. <laughs> been waiting for this moment. I rolled. You rolled two. Or it was... I rolled a 20. Yeah, that'll hit. I'll just... I mean, that's fine. Is repost just like whatever damage you take, you do something with it? No, a repost is when you miss, I can roll to make a melee attack, actually, and then I get to add the damage from my die as well to you, so. Just smack the absolute crap out of him, and then I'll use my, I guess, second, like, the bonus action I get with that attack to, uh, I'm gonna try to explain myself. As the guys, it was alright, this all had to be done, but we gotta get out of here. So, I need, like, uh, the Diademic Zorius take me... And all of my compatriots here. Who the hell are your compatriots at this point? You're gonna teleport with the fucking all the take, demons and shit. Take me, the ragtag group of assholes that's been with me for most of this time. I still as don't well know who you're as, talking about. As well as the god Sargonis. I want you to take us all to Hellaros. Hellaros? Why'd you say Hellaros? And you're gonna see as Jet says that. The Staff of Parmar is going to flash a brilliant white light that is going to streak into the ground, flaring and spider webs of white around all of you. The Diadem Exorius is going to exude green brilliance that is going to streak out like the diamond itself when Ambionitis first touched it and a wave of black spread out in a supernova horizontally throughout the room. The Demic Zorius is going to explode in a horizontal green expanding concentric circle and everything is going to flash to black. And that is where we're going to end our episode. Ooh. I'm sorry, guys. Out of the one million possibilities that Chadley described, this was the only one that worked out for everyone. We'll find out what the end of that possibility that eventuality is on the next episode of the death saving bros podcast if you enjoyed what you heard you can find more on our patreon at patreon.com slash death saving bros you can also keep in touch with us in between episodes online on social media at death saving bros on facebook twitter instagram and reddit i am personally available at hpcamper.14 on instagram and hpcamper on twitter you can find me at Benfro15. I'm at Ima underscore B underscore Rad on Twitter. I'm at whatever you want me to be at, but if you really want to get a hold of me, like if you really want to ask me something. I do. Ask one of the other guys or just go to Reddit. Uh, you can f- just follow one of the other websites or sorry, one of the other social media pl- platforms. You can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith. You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler, all letters, one word, two times Tyler, baby. And you can find me on Steam at Afro 
Uh, Afrosteel, anyway, you can find me on there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter um, at underscore incognigro. And uh, before we sign off, I just want to give a super heartfelt thank you to Gene and Tyler for joining us for these past three episodes, helping our companions, our adventurers, to uh, deal with these demons, with these bad guys, with everything that was going on. And uh, we hope that the rest of this plays out well. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, Chadley and uh, Gooch really came in in the clutch there for us in a couple of situations yeah, here. The, the Gooch and the Chodley, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, listen. <laughs> Chodley! I don't know why yeah. Sorry, the dude. Gooch and the Chode were always so close Chodley to each other. Chodley and the Taylor. Oh God! No, oh God. no! Oh, no! Why'd you have to do that there? You just opened Pandora's box. Taylor. And on that note, for those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Hitman, Laid Back Guitars, Malicious, On the Shore, and Sardana are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0, and sourced from Filmmusic.io. The songs Alden's Gone Dark, Alden's Gone Dark Piano, Attacking Varenspear Extended Cut, Banish Thee, Blinka's Temper, Defending Varenspear, Honor in the Storm Strings, Horde Breaker, In Corridors of Yore, Organ and Calestra, Pale Sanctum Duel Extended Cut, Pious Vengeance, Renouncing the Oath, Storming the Daimyo No Percussion, and The Fiend Approaches, are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The song Frozen Village, Dusk, Mystery Action, is by the Boy King of Idaho at patreon.com slash boykingofidaho. The song Soul Knife, is by Tabletop Audio at patreon.com slash tabletop audio. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The tracks Aria of the Sun, Behind Enemy Lines, Drums of War, Glory, Golden Star, Guerrilla Tactics, Here and Now, Just Believe, Moments, Ready to Die, Shadow Hunters, and Silent Raid are music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song, is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.